And Paul writes, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I'm joined by my pal, my good buddy from Rockville Center, New York. That's Frank Elasia. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. You know, we're into the week of Pentecost at the end of this week on Sunday, and it's appropriate, I guess, now to talk about that great thing that happens on that great day. That's the coming of the Holy Spirit. How would you want to open this conversation about the Holy Spirit? Well, what I would say is that, first of all, it's a topic that people have been asking about, and I figured that um, coming into Pentecost would be a good time to do it. So I I called my my friend at St. Pat's, Father Haggerty, uh, from the Archdiocese of New York, and I, and I told him what we're going to do, and I said, look, do you have anything, any ideas on the Holy Spirit? How can I kind of explain it? And he said, well, he visits Mother Teresa's uh, nuns in India every summer for a month, and he said that Mother Teresa used to ask her sisters, is the father at home with Jesus in your soul? Is the father at home with Jesus in your soul? And he said, it's the Holy Spirit that allows that to take place. It's the love between the father and the son. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, no, I like that. Very good. And, you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we have to deal with the doctrine of the Holy Trinity itself. You know, God, the father is the creator of all things. And right. creation is the great act of love. God so loved the world, he sent his only son. Now, Jesus is distinct from the Father. He comes from the Father. And yet, because of his divine nature, he's able to say, I and the Father are one. If you know yes. me, you'll know the Father. And then this great love that Father has for Son, as you just said, and that the Son has for the Father, that somehow yields the Holy Spirit. And, right. Uh, if you look at it this way, the Father says, let there be light. Jesus turns on the switch and the Holy Spirit's the power. He's like the electric. If he could really, you know, break it down without getting too deep theologically. Well, look, at the, at the, at the Last Supper. Kind of a good, good way to look at it. That works. But at the Last Supper, he says, look, don't worry. Do not let your hearts be troubled. That he and the Father would send an advocate, a spirit, who would guide and lead this new church. So the first Pentecost is when the Spirit breathes on the apostles and on this new church, and now these new believers in Jesus know and can say out loud that Jesus is the one. So the Holy Spirit is poured out, and in that outpouring, we get a wonderful opportunity and really a capacity to live in friendship with Jesus and with his most holy mother. Yeah, the apostles, you know, at Pentecost, they couldn't understand the crucifixion until the Holy Spirit came to them. It's through the Holy Spirit that we believe in Jesus. And he said, you know, he's, he wasn't going to leave them orphans, right? Another another analogy is like the Holy Spirit is like the closer in a baseball game. He comes, he comes to finish off the enemy for sure. Well, you know, at the beautiful sacrament of confirmation, when our young people come through, we, we renew our baptismal promises, right? And we <laughs> receive Jesus in Holy Communion. It's a mass. And the bishop then traces the sign of the cross with the chrism oil and says to the child, Francis Frank, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in us now through this sacrament, and he removes us, moves from us, really, the doubt and fear that's in us and strengthens in us the gifts of faith and hope. 
Holy right? Confirmation, confirmation right, is like kind of like the forgotten sacrament, right? I mean, it, it's so important. It, you know, if you if you like, it's it's like the water that makes the seed of the of the sacrament of baptism grow. We're now grown, we're adults, and we're really called to defend our faith, right? Yeah, we don't we forget about it though. I mean, we often, uh, you know, yeah. we. I mean, when Jesus teaches us to pray, he says, "Go to your inner room, pray to your Father. Your Father who hears in secret will repay you." And then the Lord's prayer is a prayer to our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> so we certainly pray to Jesus also at the Mass. First thing we say is, "Lord, have mercy." like the 10 leopards that day, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. And Lord, right. I'm not worthy to receive you. But when something good happens, so we know we pray to God and we pray to Jesus. And so when something good happens is sometimes people say, thank you, Jesus, for right. that new job or that good diagnosis. <laughs> but, you know, when some unexpected thing happens or when we're urged to do a kindness, don't we recognize that as the presence of the unseen Holy Spirit in our lives? I think that's that's the prompting of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yeah, he prompts us in so many ways. And, and, you know, a lot of times people, people let it go right over their head. I know there's a story about a songwriter named Boudlow Bryant. And uh, he's a songwriter, he's trying to get he's trying to get a, a, a big guy to sing, to sing his songs, you know, and he goes to the barber, you know, every two weeks, and he laments to the barber that, you know, yeah, I got this song, I, you know, I'm writing these songs, and nobody wants to record them. And the barber keeps telling him every week, every two weeks, I have two sons, you know, who sing. They, they're, they're pretty good. You know, they have a group and uh, he, he ignores them, he ignores them, he ignores them. Finally, he gives in. The song is Bye Bye Love and the, and the sons of the Everly Brothers. So, you know, a lot of times, like I say, we don't, we don't, we don't. I get right, that, Frank. We don't listen. I mean, he's one of the great songs of all time. You know, it's. You know, Paul McCartney, there was the first song he sung in Liverpool was a little group before the Beatles. So a lot of times, like, pay attention. But, you know, you have to be in a state of grace. It, it's so important because, you know, we lose the gifts of the spirit if we if we're in mortal sin, you know. But thank God the Holy Spirit does reveal our sins to us. He moves our conscience. Yeah. You know, that's the inspiration of the spirit. And when you say that about inspiration and being inspired, we have to step back and remember that all of Scripture is divinely inspired. It's God revealing himself to us through the Scripture. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit. That inspiration comes from the Holy Spirit of God. We acknowledge that. But, you know, you just it prompted another thought in me. Being Catholic is not a belief in a set of principles or values. It's being in relationship with a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus teaches us to pray to God. And again, he shows us the Father, and through love, they send us the advocate who will ab abide in us, fill us with gifts. Remember the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. But that wisdom, that's the most important one, right? Yeah, wisdom is, is so important. That's what Solomon asked for. And the reason is because we then see the way God sees them. Our will Amen. is one with God. That's key. And you spoke about the Holy Spirit speaking to us in the Old Testament. He spoke to the prophets and in the New Testament, he speaks to the sacraments. That's why the church is so important. It's all it's it's all into it's all intertwined. Right. We stand up every Sunday. We say the Nicene Creed. Yes. I believe in the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. the Lord, the giver of life who proceeds from the father and the son who with the father and the son is adored and glorified 
who has spoken through the prophets, as you just mentioned. Well, I, again, this is a concept, Holy Spirit, that we just don't often think about, apparently, as much as we might. No, no, no. And I know you had something to say on the dove, uh, the symbol. Uh, you yeah, know. It's, that's, sim- that's the symbol of the Holy Spirit right. in reference to Matthew 3 and Luke 3. Holy Spirit is compared to a dove at the baptism of Jesus. And remember, Old Testament, the dove and the olive branch also appeared in the story of Noah's Ark. I think it's like a spirit messenger, right? The dove imparting to us peace, reassurance, and truth. Yeah, one question that, uh, and one, one final thing to kind of wrap it up. A lot of people will ask, what is the unforgivable sin? We hear that all the time, against the Holy Spirit. And what that is basically is final impenitence. You know, it's rooted in malice towards the goodness of the Holy Spirit. It's the, it's the false belief that I can't be forgiven for what I've done. And that's just, that, that's just not true. That's what the devil wants you to believe. But, but um, well, it's, it's funny turning the, away from God's mercy, right? That's, well, that, that, that seventh gift, you know, the, the fear of the Lord, one is made aware of the glory and majesty of God. Thomas Aquinas said that it's fear of separating oneself from God, like a child's fear of offending his father, instead of like being f- afraid of being punished. You don't, it's the fear of offending God. And uh, exactly. one other thing, you know, we talk about how difficult this concept is. It's, it, it, it requires a lot of prayer and thinking. But what did St. Patrick do when he went to, uh, to teach the people? He took the le- three leaves of a shamrock to explain the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And one more thing. We used to sing this at St. Christopher's on, on Merrick Road in Baldwin. Come Holy Ghost, Creator blessed, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Can't end it better than that. I'm glad you brought this up, Frank. Good topic. All right. Uh, folks, uh, like us, follow us. Send us an email, please, at anycatholicconversation, gmail.com. anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next week, okay? Take care, Deacon. Thanks.